Hallelujah. Lord, that is our prayer. Lord, our focus is on you. We love you. We adore you. It's such a privilege to come together and worship together to worship you. So hear this prayer, Lord. Hear our prayer, the prayers of our hearts as they rise up to you and lift you up higher and higher. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing book of Ephesians, book that has just brought so much incredible wealth of wisdom and knowledge and understanding into who we are as a church, as a people, and as the body. And I pray, Lord, that we will be ever reminded of these amazing words that will penetrate deep into our spirit and would, as in a sense, Lord, just come back into our hearts when we need them. You remind us of those, these words, we pray. And we give thanks in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. We just want to acknowledge, too, that someone had a birthday this week. Happened to go under the radar, didn't they, Yvette? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, happy birthday again, Yvette, for Tuesday. 21 again, I think. That's, that's what we believe for. Okay. Well, it is a, an amazing book, Ephesians, and I just pray that in some way God has been able to speak with you. Particularly, I think, every chapter, but certainly uh, chapter 6 really brings or hones in the reality that we, we live in today. In fact, uh, some of the messages that are coming up, short series that I want to look at, will deal with some of the things that really Ephesians starts to launch into. So we'll look at that in the next few weeks. Who can be believe that next week is Father's Day? Wow. There's the year gone. Okay. Well, we've heard a little bit before, and even in our songs, we really are reminded of probably as Paul begins to close this book on something that's probably most important. In fact, it's absolutely necessary for us to even experience God and yet alone experience or expect spiritual growth and to be empowered for life. And so we're going to look at that in just a few moments, but it would be fair just to go over a couple of things in the book of Ephesians, just as a bit of a recap, very, very briefly, that we would do this. We learn that Paul is saying overall that we are to what walk worthy, live worthy and love worthy. And that's the resounding message from the book of Ephesians. You've heard me say week after week in these last four or five weeks that we have to be strong in Christ, or be strong in Jesus, stand firm and pray. That is our job, that is our responsibility, that's what we need to do in order to see God do what he wants to do in and through the church, in and through the community or communities in which we live. So the challenge is how are we growing spiritually, becoming spiritually mature people. This is the ascent. This is the pinnacle. This is where Paul is wanting to lead believers to this place of ascending to this point of understanding and growing stronger and deeper in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful opportunity. What a wonderful challenge. What a privilege it is. 
So as the church and churches who are reading these, this letter, be strengthened and be encouraged that God is with you. Grow in your Christian faith and understand the purpose of the church, the purpose of who you are and your role in the body of Christ. But there's no doubt that as you've read Ephesians over the years, however long you've been a Christian, that the powerful gems that are in there, right from verse 1 to verse 2 and 3, blessed of every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, right through to the end, there is so much. But what I've discovered, and I'm sure you have, is that you are greatly loved. You are brought with a price. That you are chosen. You're adopted according to his pleasure and purpose. And by his will and glorious grace, you are redeemed. God's plan for you is to be actively engaged in the church to represent this life change that would infect others in a positive way. The book of Ephesians lifts us, it propels us. It says that we are incredibly blessed beyond even comprehension. And it elevates Christ's work on the cross. There comes a sure reality through the body, his living body, the church, and helps us to become healthier towards the mission. And in that, we continue to grow and remain strong. That's pretty much it. You could add your own words, but I would encourage you to read this again. In this snapshot, if you look at the next slide there, you'll see some of the breakdown of the chapters, and we won't go into that uh, too, too much, but you can just see calling, conduct, and the chapter we're dealing with as we conclude in conflict. And there's just so much in there, spiritual wealth, spiritual walk, spiritual warfare. And so these realities become true and necessary for us to understand what it means to be a Christian. What now understands what we understand to be a Christian now in today's society and generation and time. So I know there's a, a lot there that we're, we're just briefly, briefly looking at, but I just pray and encourage that this will uh, encourage you to read your book of Ephesians a few more times. Let it soak in. You will, it'll be a time where you want to open it, just to be reminded of this most blessed book and insight and wisdom that is there. We get a sense in the first part that we are sitting in the sense of just receiving all that Christ has done for us. But then we go to a place where we get to walk through and we get to practice. We get to walk it out. Then we are encouraged to stand on what we are and who we are and who Christ is and we take that into the focus. Well, we're going to just read a few verses, not all the verses in this last part, but I'd encourage you to again read it in your own time. But we're going to look now at Ephesians chapter 6 and we're going to just read a few verses here from verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, says Paul, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. We're missing a few verses and we're going to jump down here. He's basically sending farewell and messages and you can read that in your own time. 
It's not less important, but just for time. But in verse 23, peace be to the whole community and the love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 24 says, Grace be with you all who have an undying love for our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray in the Spirit. And so we've been learning that are we battle ready? Because the battle is ready for you. We've been saying that you've got to stand strong. In Christ, we have to stand in the grace and in his provision and his knowledge for us. We have to do that. But now we also have to, we have to stand and we have to pray. And this is the focus. And so we learn that in the armour of God that we are putting on Christ. So to know Christ means to know this truth. To have Jesus is to have this truth. To have this righteousness, this peace, this faith, this salvation, the word of God. Is to know Jesus and to have Jesus. And Galatians 3.27 says that we are to be clothed, or we have been clothed, pardon me, with Christ. When we look at prayer, it's really interesting that you'll see that some may even suggest that there's another item in this armory, this picture. Some say yes and some say no. You can make up your decision. But um, some suggest that the prayer of a believer is the lance. And the lance is like a spear. In fact, there are many sizes and types of spears with different ends to fulfill different purposes and outcomes. The most common one, if you look at the picture there, is usually around about two metres long. And this is like a spear, very similar to what probably King Saul tried to throw at David when he was having his moment. Very interesting. So maybe our prayer is part of a diverse type of prayer and prayers, all kinds of prayers, supplications, petitions. I don't know, but I just think it's very interesting that you will find that with the dagger that they had, the sword of the spirit, it was only as far as you could reach. Wherever you are, that was part of you. But this javelin, this lance, this spear thing was in a sense able to go further than your distance. So you could throw it at somebody, whether it be close or further, and they were very, very good at it. Very good at it. Very, very rare to miss the target. So pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. The Chinese general military strategist and author of the art of war, Sun Tzu said this, if you know your enemy, you'll win half the battles. But if you know yourself, you win the other half. And Paul concludes that the focus is on prayer. Prayer, God's gift to you and I. God's reward, God's opportunity for us to engage and to be with God as we prayed this morning. That God would humble himself and heed our prayers and hear our prayers and the cry of our heart is amazing. Fellowship is not to be an abstract theological concept but a living relationship. 
prayer we did a series last uh, in 2019, face to face. It talked about the encounter when we pray, the communion when we pray, the conversation that we have. Look at the types of prayers there are, just like these lances. There's prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, prayer of intercession, the prayer of supplication, of petition, of consecration, of thanksgiving, of united prayer, the prayer of worship, corporate prayer, prayer of the Holy Spirit, and effective and a fervent prayer. And there's more. So unless God is sovereign, all prayer is meaningless and worthless. But he is all present. And prayer reveals to us that it's not our strength in the battle, it's his. If it asked before that we pray for her family, just be mindful of this season. Why? Because we believe that God answers prayer. Prayer is so easy, it's conversation. And it's opportunity, and yet we've, for many Christians, are praying less and less. We're so busy, it's almost like I haven't got time to pray. You haven't got time not to pray. We have got to pray. Imagine how well a marriage would be or a relationship or a friendship if you didn't talk. Some of you think that might be a good thing, but I don't think so. How would Reed and Lily be able to organise all this that's going on right now unless there was some conversation? How'd you do that? Mm, no, use the phone, Zoom, computer, conversation. Prayer is vital in our connection and our coherency to all that God is showing and revealing. I love how this speaks about praying the Spirit means that it is inspired, that God is showing us how to pray. Prayer keeps us watchful, delighted in the Father, observant, effective. Fervent prayers require spiritual keenness and attention. If you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. Henry Blackaby. Praying in the Spirit should be understood as praying in the power of the Spirit, in the leading of the Spirit, in accordance to His will. See, when you and I pray, something amazing happens more than anything else on the planet. As we begin to pray, God reaches out and touches us. He touches our heart and our soul and he joins us with his perfect plan and his will and his intention. In other words, what happens is we get changed and then we begin to pray, not my will, but your will be done. What are you asking, Lord? How do I please you in this moment? So prayer changes us, it equips us, it enables us, it strengthens us, it heals us, it restores us, it provides for us, it gives us focus and clarity. It denies temptation. It denies the weakness of the flesh. It unites us with God's will and intention. It reduces anxieties and stresses and gives us wisdom for direction, just some things I go, wow. When we look at the purpose of prayer, it's about drawing near. Not with my shopping list and all my requests, but just knowing that the privilege of praying means that God wants to hear me pray. He wants me to ask. He wants to answer our prayers. 
There's a list there of a few thoughts that prayer is drawing nearer to God. It's aligning our will with the Father's. It's confessing areas in our own lives often. Uh, their prayers that I pray, say, Lord, I just want to be right before you in all that I do. I don't want anything that is offensive to you to be existing in my life. Rather like a health check. Prayers always when we're praying, we're deepening, forging, we're growing our relationship with God. The very nature of Jesus becomes revealed in us because of prayer. And we learn that the defensive weapon of prayer is used against the enemy. So when we're prepared to pray, we must be willing to say, God, whatever it is, whatever. We must be expecting God to speak to us. And we must always learn how to sit quietly in his presence and wait. So Paul is praying that the church would be revealed, sorry, that God would be revealed and reveal himself to the church in a very special way through the Holy Spirit. Paul understood that the church to participate in victory would need to have spiritual understanding. Ephesians 1. Spurgeon said divine things are usually best or better understood by the heart than by understanding. And I pray that this message, this series of Ephesians has been something that will jolt you, remind you that you have everything you need. You have everything you need if you have Jesus. May sound like a cliche, but it's true and it's real. If you're overcome at the moment by worry or stress or anxiety or fear or dread, or panic, Jesus is your answer. Be clothed with him. Remind yourself of this armour, this putting on Christ. How are you going to walk worthy in this knowledge? How are you going to live worthy and love worthy? How is Jesus going to be revealed in you? What does this strength look like? I'm going to close with this prayer. I ask you to read it with me. Pray it with me. I think I've got it there. I have. Let's do this together. Let's read this together. And I pray that it won't just be words. But in your own heart, make this the prayer of your heart. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We know that you are the counsellor of truth, the revealer of Jesus to our hearts. You are our helper. We need you every day. You're the one who fills us daily for God's mission. Holy Spirit, we pray that each one would come into a greater communion with you as you so graciously work intercede for us to the Father. Comfort us with your presence and peace that goes beyond all understanding. Holy Spirit, we ask you, guide us now, lead us now, strengthen us now. We ask in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Because Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice, He becomes our armour. He makes us battle ready. He makes you battle assured, victory assured. And we walk through trials and tribulations and we have times like pandemics where most we learn how much we need Him most. How much we need Him most. And friend, if you don't know Jesus, if you're not right with Jesus, if you don't know what that means, please, please ask us. Because we want to pray with you that you can be assured also of having this relationship with Jesus and knowing Him as your best friend, as your Lord and as your Saviour. thank you in this time for your wonderful presence the privilege to sing together the privilege to worship together I pray Lord that you would continually reveal yourself to us we want to see you more Jesus We see the reality of the world. We see the challenges of the day. And our hearts break for what we hear and see going on around our world. And we do pray and we do believe and we do seek. But Lord, most of all, may you become more in us that you can work through us. And I pray Ephesians, this wonderful book, We'll stir our hearts more to know who we are, whose we are, and that we're ready. Always ready. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen.